0: I'm Ian Price.
1: And I'm Harrison Hartzog. Today on 10 Minute Warning,
0: we're looking at players opting out and discuss how long players should actually have to make that decision.
1: A college football coach dropped the N word publicly, and yes, he used a hard R.
0: And it looks like The Rock is here to save the XFL.
1: Woo!
0: <laughs> Harrison, I have a question for you today. Okay. And this is about when when is it appropriate to call the cops? All right? So I had somebody, Ooh. yeah, I had a friend of mine tell me about uh, their weekend. Mm-hmm. They went to a family gathering, so there wasn't, uh, you know, there was socializing going on, mm-hmm. but it was with family members. It wasn't that big a gathering, I would say. She said it was her and a couple of her cousins, right? And um, maybe three or four, maybe. I can't remember how many people were there. But they were drinking, hanging out in this pool. Now, the person who owns this house lives in the suburbs of a Virginia city or county, okay? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to get specific, but think a little bit more Nova, a little bit more Northern Virginia than Southern, okay? Okay. Anyways, they set off a fire. They set off two fireworks at this girl's house at three in the morning. Right. Mm -hmm. And the person who owns the house was not okay with this. They did not want the fireworks to go off, but two people who are, you know, early twenties, um, decided they thought it'd be really funny. They set them off. Right. Let me tell this story. Apparently the girl that owns the house is like, you know, maybe 38 and, uh, she's going outside to yell at them for setting off the fireworks. And they were, they said she slipped and wiped out on her way out the door mm-hmm. <laughs> fell down. And then they hid under her car, like army soldiers. So that it so that they didn't get caught. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but so then shortly after all this goes on, the cops show up. Okay. Okay. One of the neighbors is called the cops. Mm. Now, The cops were called because they heard the pops from the fireworks and then they heard people screaming because when they set off the fireworks, people who lived there were upset that fireworks were coming from their house. Mm -hmm. So that was the commotion. But to the neighbors, the neighbors said they thought it was a gunshot. They thought they heard gunshots and people yelling. So they called the cops. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Nothing happened with the cops. Like there were no tickets given. Nobody was actually shot. It was a firework. Yeah. So there was no harm, no foul in my mind. Okay. Right. Now, my friend, who this happened to, was really mad that the neighbors would even call the police. She said it's a really close neighborhood. You know, everybody, everybody knows everybody. Why did they even call the police? They just thought that shouldn't have happened. They were very mad about it. And I was like listening to the story, and I was just kind of like, uh, what's the matter? I mean, if if if. So here's how I see it. Okay. If my neighbors think I've been shot or someone has been shot at my house and they call the cops for that. Right. That's fine. That's probably the line of being a good neighbor. That's the line right there. Murder. Yeah, They might have killed. I think I'll get somebody involved. You know, now, if I've got a neighbor calling the cops because I left my trash can out too long on trash day or something, you know, that's that's excessive. That's excessive. Obviously, that's excessive. That was a hyperbole, for example, really. But I wanted to weigh in with you on this subject and just see where you are. Are you mad at the neighbor for calling? Are you glad they called? Does it even matter that they called?
1: Yeah, to me, it doesn't even really matter that they called. I mean, I understand why they may have called, because if you hear gunshots and you hear people screaming, you want to make sure people are safe. And I think it also depends a lot on who the person is. Yeah. Like some people hear gunshots and say, that's not my business staying out of it. Like we have a neighbor that lives down the street from us has the craziest girlfriend ever. <laughs> not joking. Like, the girl has tried to run him over with her car in his front yard multiple times. Really? Yes. Has come up to the house screaming, blocked the road, all this stuff, just because, I don't know if he's cheated or what, but she keeps <laughs> coming back. So, I mean, to us, we've seen her try to hit him with a car, and it's not our problem.
0: Oh, I mean, in the neighborhood I grew up in, it was always a house in our cul de sac that always had the cops showing up, and we were never the ones calling them. We yeah. didn't. We didn't call the police.
1: Yeah. So if it was me in that situation, and I heard fireworks or what I thought was a gunshot going off, I probably still wouldn't call the cops unless I saw someone actually injured.
0: If it's if it's three in the morning, mm-hmm. and I know my neighbors, and I hear, and I hear something like that going off, I'm opening my window and giving a listen. You know.
1: Yeah. I'm gonna check out what's going on.
0: But I mean. I know the house in question. There's a pretty good privacy fence up. It's got its own land. It's pretty spaced out. You may not be able to open your window in this situation and hear anything but just muffled Mm -hmm. noises because, like, you know, they're there, but not that close. I don't know.
1: I don't blame anyone for ever calling the cops unless it's for a stupid reason. That's what the cops are there for. They're there to serve and protect. Yeah. There's to come and check out situations that could be dicey. I mean, it's not for us to deal with Let's let them in. To have what if goes. your
0: neighbors call the cops because they say it smells like a Snoop Dogg concert at your house? <laughs> well, then
1: that's a little stupid,
0: <laughs> right? That's what I'm saying. Like if they start getting into your own personal business, like, Oh, right. So this, this happened to me one time in college, speaking about noise complaints. So, um, went to Radford university mm-hmm. and Radford has this thing or had this thing called Quadfest.
1: Every college has something like that.
0: Every college has something like that. What is it called? Springfest at JMU?
1: No, it's Frog Week. Frog Week. That's what I've always heard. It's like the first week of school, everyone goes and gets drunk.
0: That feels made up. No. Well, this would be something else. This would be near the spring when people are getting out. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think yeah. that I think they do call it Springfest or Springfield or something. I don't know. Gotcha. Either way, both are pretty much. I don't know about the JMU one, but the Radford one is dead. By the time I actually got to college, this was already dead. It started when Radford had a little bit less rules. It was more of a party school.
1: Yeah, it used to always have that reputation.
0: Yeah, Radford got a huge party school reputation. I think it was listed in a Playboy article once or something. Playboy used to do like college rankings, like party schools. Um, I think it was something like that. Anyway, right before I went to Radford, they got serious about it. Mm -hmm. So it went from open alcohol on campus to no alcohol on campus. Which completely defeated the purpose of Quad Fest. Because what Quad Fest was is on the quad, they'd put some kegs out for the seniors, essentially. And it would just be a big party. Mm-hmm. And the school would, like, you know, host a little bit. And then the real raunchy stuff would happen off campus at other places. But yeah anyway, one year during Quad Fest, and this is when it's pretty much like the police are cracking down on it. Everyone knows what weekend it is, but they're trying really hard not to give into it. Radford's trying to, like, turn that reputation around. So quad fest is now that weekend in Radford where you don't want to do anything. Okay. Like my last year or two at Radford quad fest would be the weekend. I'd go home. Mm. I would just get out of there because, um, I think, yeah, that was my senior year. Cause of my junior year, it's me and like four dudes, four dudes total. I think we're watching the NBA playoffs during quad fest. It's in like April. We're doing nothing illegal. We're drinking go outside. A few people are smoking yeah. and we're outside talking about the NBA. Now, one of my friends, he's a little loud, but I live half a mile from campus. I don't have that many neighbors. All right. It's my apartment complex at this point. And I've never gotten a noise complaint before. And I never got a noise complaint after. Yeah. So <laughs> the cops show up. We're like, Hey, we're not doing anything illegal. We're just watching basketball. Everyone here is 21. There's Mm -hmm. four of us. And, uh, they threatened to give us a noise complaint. They said, if we have to come back and all this stuff and it was
1: wild. Yeah. That's excessive. That's what I think is excessive. Exactly. It's a long way to get to it, but still, you can't go to college and live off campus and expect it to be quiet on weekends.
0: And you can't, and I don't think, and I still don't even think anyone called. I think that was just a situation with the cops
1: saw y'all out front drinking and wanted to check it out
0: yeah probably were just driving by with their windows down and heard something because yeah. we probably had the windows open yeah radford spring can be that way get a nice cool breeze coming in mm-hmm. so yeah okay well i'm glad we agree on personal liberties yeah don't call the cops unless you think
1: someone has been murdered yep or is in danger yeah <laughs>
0: How much danger? How much danger to interfere? If like see- their
1: life is in danger.
0: Okay. You look outside. You see um, two of your neighbors. They're both adults. Mm-hmm. One of them hits the other and is pulling them, and it's clearly part of a game.
1: Not my problem. Not your problem? If any Anything that is a fight or anything like that is not my problem. They're adults. They can deal with it. That's how they chose to deal with it. It's their decision. Okay, here's the I'm not going to be the person that called the cops and then is now involved in that fight later on after the cops leave. Two dudes
0: around 25 each. Let's say they're twins. They're they're your neighbors. These okay. are all, this is all hypothetical. Yeah. Two dudes are outside fighting. It's like Thanksgiving or something. They're visiting the parents. One of them knocks the other one out cold. You yeah. see him hit the ground. He ain't up. Yeah, it's not my problem. What if he drags him behind a shed and then goes inside and gets dinner and says, I don't know, you know, you just and you're like, how long is that guy going to be outside? How long do you leave that dude in the yard before you do something? If he's there in the morning.
1: Yeah, <laughs> If he's there in the morning. He hasn't gotten up and I might say, hey, we need an ambulance. Don't bring the cops, though.
0: Then the cops are like, why'd you wait so long? If you know how long he's been there,
1: <laughs> not my problem.
0: Okay, so we're going to start with the NFL opt-outs today. Um, As you guys know, there's coronavirus on the horizon. Actually, it's not really on the horizon. There's coronavirus in the trenches. It's around us.
1: It's starting to affect a lot of teams.
0: Yeah, it's starting to affect a lot of teams. As a Broncos fan, I was having a lot of fun with it affecting the Patriots. Mm Mm-hmm. But now it has affected the Broncos, and I'm upset about that. It has. That's got to be the biggest name on your list.
1: Juwan James.
0: Yeah. Um, Right tackle Juwan James. Signed a big money deal. Came over from the Dolphins. The Broncos paid him. He was supposed to help set the tone last year. Never really got going. Uh, Injuries and stuff, like his first season with the Broncos was lost. Mm -hmm. I mean, just never really got a rhythm, never got anything going, and... This year, he was supposed to come in, and that was one of the big hopes was, oh, they've got the Chiefs in their division, but Drew Locke will have this new right tackle. You know, he'll have a second year with his left tackle. Center, Lloyd Cushenberry from LSU. So, I mean, they just had different pieces on that line that were coming together. Melvin Gordon and Phillip Lindsey, I'm sure, were excited to get James under there, but now it looks like they're, they're doing what other teams are doing, and... This kind of brings up a topic. Before we get to the other opt-outs, just let me talk to you fan-to-fan. Fan. Can we talk fan-to-fan? Fan? Yeah, let's do that. I'm going to talk to you fan-to-fan. Fan. Here we go. Do you feel, do you A, get upset when you see somebody from your favorite team opting out because, um, you know, your team is down a person? Or do you try to fight that urge because, well, it's a, it's a pandemic, these are real people, they're doing what's good for their family? I see both sides yeah. and I feel both at
1: times. That's how I am. I feel both. At first, I'm like, great. Now, who's going to fill in that position? Who's going to be the playmaker now? But I also realize like, a lot of these players have kids that have newborns. I mean, I get it. There's nothing in me that says I don't understand why they're doing this.
0: Yeah, see, that's the thing. It's like, So when you lose a player to injury, you first see that notification on your phone. That hurts. You get angry. Yep. And it just, it lasts for weeks. I learned about Jawan James about an hour before we were taping this. Yeah. And my initial thought was, this sucks. But then it was almost immediately like... It's easy to get over. What are you going to do? Yeah, yeah. Like, what are you going to do? Yeah. They got to do It's good for them. And every team is being affected by it. So it doesn't feel like...
1: I think we've had so much disappointment this year that... A little bit more doesn't bother us anymore. If this was last year and a player chose to opt out for the season for medical reason, I think it would hurt a whole lot more.
0: I think people would have been furious if there was no pandemic and someone just like opted out medically. Exactly. Yeah,
1: but we've had so much disappointment happen this year from sports being canceled all the way up to the talk of possibly not having more sports in the fall. And one player opting out isn't the worst thing.
0: Yeah, it's just one of those things as a fan where it's like, I guess, I guess you're saying you're with me though. You you get yeah. that you get that initial kind of, um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't, I kind of selfish that that kind of selfish fan thought first.
1: Like, how could you?
0: Yeah, how could you do this to? Oh, okay, wait a minute. It's just a game. Okay, it's just a game. Yeah. Okay, all right. How could you do this? Yeah. <laughs> um, so it, that's gonna be interesting. I mean, the Patriots. Do you want to talk about the Patriots now?
1: Yeah, it seems like their whole team has chosen to opt out.
0: Now, there's a lot of talk that, like Cowherd and some other people have been saying that um, this has got to do with Bill Belichick is up to something. Yeah. Now, I see this two ways. You tell me which way you think it is. Okay. Um, Either Belichick is telling all his players, listen, if you're on the fence about opting out, opt out. This Mm -hmm. season's going to be weird. I don't want to lose any of you guys during it. Let's just do the best we can with whoever we have. And if that ends up getting us a better draft pick for a more normal year next year, so be it. Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence are coming out. Yeah. There's that way. Or there's the fact that there's a lot. I mean, I think this is also likely. The Patriots have always been the team with who? Tom Brady, right? Right. First year without Tom Brady. First year that taking a snap with the Patriots could mean getting a disease, ruining your ability to Mm -hmm. do any kind of cardio. Possibly that's what happened to some people with COVID. I've heard of some people losing their legs, but I mean, those guys don't usually make it. I mean, so when you have all these things facing you and you've had such an unprecedented run of success, it might, I think that makes it easier to sit one year out. Like, um, Dante Hightower and Patrick Chung, mm-hmm. both three-time Super Bowl champions. Yep, I think they were both on the All-Decade team for the Patriots mm-hmm. for the last decade. So it's easy for them to say, "Sorry, like we've they've won three Super Bowls." Most defensive players don't get that chance,
1: and they know this season's not going to be up to the same caliber as previous seasons.
0: Yes, without Brady, Cam Newton is getting acquainted with yeah. the system. Uh, Cam Newton and Josh McDaniels. What a quarterback room that is. That sounds weird to me.
1: And that may not even be the starting lineup.
0: That's true. Yeah. It may be Jared Stidham with yeah. a hostile Cam Newton in the background causing yeah. trouble.
1: I think, I think it's a mixture of both. I think if you're Bill Belichick, you don't get to this point in your career without caring about your players and without caring about your team. Yeah. So I think Bill Belichick is telling the team, like, if you opt out, no one here is going to turn against you. No one here is going to think you're a quitter or anything like that. But I think you also have the players realizing that this year's not going to be what it has been. And maybe if there's even a third part of this, it's like, if we opt out, we're going to help this team come next year with hopefully a better draft pick, like you said. Yeah. So I think it's a mixture of all of it. I mean, I think Bill Belichick's telling them, like, if y'all want to go, go. But I'm here. I'm serious. still coaching, we're going to make the best of it this year but if if y'all have health reasons that you want to be out then take them go
0: yeah i don't think it's quite like bill belichick is orchestrating this grand opt-out or anything like that because why even bring in cam newton but i mean i guess you have to look you know the competition committee has to make sure you're actually competing
1: if you have a coach that's basically orchestrating this that kind of like a coach that's quitting Yeah, it is. And so I think he would lose his players if that was the case.
0: I don't think – and I don't think Belichick – there was a 10-year-plus period where the Patriots maybe went to Super Bowls and did not win them. Mm -hmm. And –
1: Yeah, they lost both to the Giants.
0: Yeah, and there was never a year where they were like, you know what, this year we're going to be terrible, next year we'll bounce back. The Raiders and Cowboys love to do that. They're always up and down, up and down. Mm -hmm. And I have a feeling that's not their choice either. That's not their choice either, and personally, I'd like it if the Raiders just stayed losing.
1: Yeah, but you're a little biased.
0: I'm a I'm a lot biased, and I would just like it if the Raiders never win again.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I think you might get your way for a little while. <laughs> Welcome to Vegas, baby.
0: Yep. So, uh, any other players of note opting out?
1: Uh, Not very many that are. I mean, C.J. Mosley of the New York Jets opted out. I mean, that's a... Decent name. Marquise Goodwin of Philadelphia Eagles just signed Speedy with Speedy wide him.
0: receiver. The Eagles still can't keep wide receivers on the team.
1: Yeah. I mean, he just signed with them, and now he's not going to be playing. So, a lot of disappointment there for Eagles fans. Not Other, to mention their coach. Right. Yeah, their coach. He's out, too. Uh, Devin Funches of the Green Bay Packers. Not a big name, but some wide receiver
0: desk for Aaron Rodgers. Devin Funches is somebody that Green Bay was hoping would become a big name. Right. They were hoping that this year – because Funchess was drafted by the Panthers, spent yep. a year in Indy. He hasn't made it happen. He, no. He was supposed to be on fantasy radars. I mean, God. Who, yeah. was in, who was in Carolina before Funches got drafted? Right before Kelvin Benjamin. Kelvin Benjamin. Where is he at?
1: He is gone. I mean, right? Last he was with the Bills.
0: Kelvin Benjamin got with the Panthers, was really good for a year or two, and then they mm. traded. He was the best they had? He was
1: the best they had, but he was not that great.
0: But he wasn't that terrible. He was a Devin Funchess bad.
1: He was always injured.
0: Okay, fair. But they were better with him than they were after. than they've been oh, at all since he left. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Ever since Steve Smith left, they've never been able to figure out their wide receiver game. Carmen. So I guess that's
0: my point. Is just that that's my point. Is that Kelvin Benjamin? They were better with him than without him. And I'm just bringing up this whole idea that, you know, if the wide receiver is not the guy you move on from him and mm-hmm. you bring in a different guy and Devin Funches was supposed to come in and because of his size be an impact player immediately he hasn't been an impact player for his entire career no not. so they were really hoping that Aaron Rodgers would make it happen but the the Packers have had no luck bringing in pass catchers really I mean yeah
1: their whole re- receiver depth I mean as whether it's injuries or just not performing it's it's been a disappointment what it used to be
0: Jordy Nelson and Randall Cobb and Greg Jennings was as good as it got, right?
1: Yeah, and Devontae Adams when he was still with us group.
0: Yeah, so Devontae Adams, Randall Cobb, and Greg Jennings. Mm -hmm. No, Jordy Nelson. They they weren't all on the same team.
1: They weren't all on the same team, but there was a mixture at one point. I think it was Devontae Adams and Jordy Nelson.
0: Yeah, I think when Jordy was at his top, that's when Aaron Rodgers was at his top. Yeah. And I think that... I mean, we didn't really bring it up, but I think when you look at Jordy Nelson's career, a lot of players that play with maybe Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady, you would discount that. You would say, oh, they had the best quarterback. I think that Jordy Nelson is one of the good reasons that makes Aaron Rodgers a good quarterback. Mm -hmm. I mean, all these other wide receivers kind of show it. They show that he's not making it happen with everybody like other quarterbacks have. He's
1: also past his prime. I mean... There's a yeah. lot of talk that his time in Green Bay may be coming up.
0: Yeah, he, he said that, actually. Yeah. You want to get into that?
1: Yeah, let's do it. So
0: Aaron Rodgers did something very un-Aaron Rodgers-like. He went on the podcast with Kyle Brandt from the NFL Network, and he discussed, you know, he what did he say? I think I think the quote was, he saw the Jordan Love pick, and he went and got four fingers of whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> so he poured four fingers of whiskey But he gets it I mean he was talking about it He understands that this is a business yep. He kind of alluded to the fact That if he was a GM That he would be trying to do the same thing That's what you're supposed to do That's their job They're just doing their job Right Kind of made me think Does Aaron Rodgers want to try to run a front office When he
1: finishes his career Could he, be.
0: he doesn't strike me as a guy That would be a play-by-play
1: Yeah I mean He's he's been a good quarterback. I don't think he's been like top tier.
0: Aaron Rodgers has to a larger degree than some stars enjoyed being anonymous. Yeah. He's in green Bay, Wisconsin. He can do whatever he wants. Something tells me he's not going to give that up and become a public figure mm-hmm. and be on NFL broadcasts and working a whole week. I feel like he's made enough money to probably invest in some brands and just like do some guest appearances on talk radio shows to get his fix in.
1: Yeah. I, I don't know if he has enough to run a team.
0: If you're going to be a good GM, you don't just step into it.
1: Right. You would have to do some coaching and John
0: Elway, after he retired, before he started wanting to run the Broncos, a lot of people heard, Oh, John Elway is going to be in charge of player personnel. They thought he, they're just bringing him in. Mm-hmm. He had been training under his dad, Jack, who was a scout for a long time. Um, And he had just, like, started at the very bottom scouting players for college and, like, worked his way up, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Sort of like some invisible ranks, just, like, tried to do every job on the way up. Yeah. Super Bowl 50 is thankful. (laughs) But then there's other players, like Dan Marino. I don't know what Dan Marino looked into before he took over at the Dolphins way back when, but he's no longer there for good reason. Yeah. I think they did bring him back in recently in some capacity, but not nearly an Elway style capacity, more like a consulting capacity. Mm -hmm. But Aaron Rodgers said this could be his last year in Green Bay. Do you think that this is it? Is this his swan song?
1: I think it has a lot to do with uh, Jordan Love and what he brings. I think Aaron Rodgers has got to have at least two years left. Well,
0: here's what Aaron Rodgers said. Not what I'm saying, but what Aaron Rodgers said. Right. He said that if you look at these quarterbacks, most of them are playing in their first year, or at least by their second year. Nobody mm-hmm. is sitting as long as he did. And if you look at Patrick Mahomes, he started one game his rookie year. Yeah. Because they rested Alex Smith for the playoffs and gave Patrick Mahomes one show. And then he played second year. I mean, outside of that, Trubisky was playing week one. I mean... right. All these young quarterbacks are just going in. Deshaun Watson.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of pressure to start these guys when, early on because there's a lot of money invested in them, and a lot. There's a lot more hype, I think, with social media and news coverage, and people can't wait. Right, people want to see the future. Nobody wants to wait for it.
0: And GMs are just like running out of time, pretty much. If you're a GM, you get that one quarterback pick unless you're a gm who reaches for a second third fourth round quarterback then you get multiple reaches usually
1: and there's probably a lot of unrest in green bay i mean they've been to how many nfc championships and not gotten past them in the last 10 years and yeah they're probably ready for something different and there's probably a lot of hope like you went all the way up into the first round and got this guy you could have I mean, possibly waited till the second round, but you would have had to make some trades. They
0: thought they couldn't wait, but, I mean, you know, Matt LaFleur, what was it, his second draft as a head coach? Right. You know, um, it's just like I think an experience took over there, but I don't know. Yeah. I don't know the Jordan Love hype. I mean, yeah. some this could not age well. Two years from now, Jordan Love could be the next Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Um, or Jordan Love could be a complete flop, and Green Bay might not – get a third franchise quarterback in a row. Right. Ask uh, the Colts. Sometimes your luck runs out. Yeah. It, or it <laughs> retires. <laughs> or your luck just retires. Yeah. I didn't even mean to make the pun with your luck runs out just now with Andrew Luck.
1: Uh, yeah, you did.
0: No, I really, did. <laughs> <laughs> maybe subconsciously. I wanted to make the joke, but yeah. I did not mean to make that joke right then. Yeah. That was not the goal. So as far as players opting out, I don't know. I think it's Aaron Rodgers. Let's go back to Aaron Rodgers. I'm skipping around too much. Yeah. I say as far as Aaron Rodgers goes, um, this could be his last year. Could be. I mean, it's But always- I think, here's what I think. 2020 being this pandemic year, I think he gets another year out of it. I think a lot of players who are on maybe thin ice for the 2020 season are going to get a continuance for the next year because it's going to be like, if a player does a lot really right, it's gonna be one of those situations where you uh, you say okay, well, you weren't playing teams at full strength, or you know the conditions were weird, and then mm-hmm. if you don't do enough, they're still gonna hold it against you. When mm-hmm. it comes to negotiations, you're not gonna be able to do anything right. Right. So I think it's gonna cause a lot of sides, player and team, to just be like, mm, kick the can down the road, make this decision next off season. Let's get an actual season in the books. Yeah. Poor Shaq Barrett. Goes to Tampa Bay, bets on himself on a one year deal, leads the league in sacks, and doesn't get a new deal. And now he's going into this pandemic ridden season. And now Shaq Barrett isn't even close to the top star in his team anymore because Tom Brady came to town, Rob Mm -hmm. Gronkowski, all these people they're paying. LaShawn McCoy. LaShawn McCoy. Well, the ghost of LaShawn McCoy will be there. Yeah. Let's face it, when's the last time? LaShawn McCoy hasn't been Shady McCoy in a long time. No,
1: no. But never know. I mean, might side him a little bit.
0: Here's something that a Patriots player said that I wanted to bring up. Um, Devin McCourty Patriots. Devin McCourty said, it's an absolute joke that the NFL is moving the opt out deadline. Have you heard about this? Mm. They're moving up the opt out deadline. Okay. They want to shorten it because they, they don't want players taking advantage of it. Huh? What do you think? When should a player have to make a decision about playing through the pandemic?
1: Well, when is the deadline
0: now? So, according to NFL Network's Ian Rappaport, it's a moving target with the opt-out deadline. Apparently, originally, it was going to be about a week or so after they came to terms with the agreement, but all of the details for coronavirus for the NFL season and for the NFLPA is done on a piece of paper that is a side note that is attached to the collective bargaining agreement, and that hasn't been signed yet. So originally it would have been about mid this week august 4th august 5th um somewhere somewhere in there you would have had to opt out by but because they're still ironing out details there's not actually an opt-out date this comes at the same time devin mccourty is saying that it's bs they're even moving the date because they won't be in the building until monday So it's like you're making a decision based off virtual meetings, whether you want to play the season, even though you haven't been in the building, you haven't seen what it sort of feels like in there, what it's like to practice, if you feel okay with it, any of that. So that's where we're at with the deadline. What do you think? I mean, when should you have to decide if you care more about your family or your job playing football?
1: I think you should definitely be able to see what your team is actually putting into place to keep you safe. I mean, I honestly think you should have the option throughout the whole season to opt out.
0: Really? The whole season?
1: The whole season. I mean, if halfway through, like, you get into Game 4 and all of a sudden half your team catches the virus, you don't want to play anymore, but you should be able to opt out.
0: Maybe, but, I mean, they get paid a lot of money. It's an agreement. I mean...
1: I think it should be you should a- have to forfeit your money back and go with the same, yeah, but they pay-
0: get paid weekly. So it's like if you've gotten a month and a half of paychecks and maybe you've spent that money,
1: well, have you earned it? If you've played a month and a half, you've earned it.
0: Yeah, but see, the only way you opt out is you either get one hundred and fifty k or three hundred and fifty k. It's like a stipend from your next year's salary. yeah. so once you tap into this year's salary, you're playing right. So I mean, you gotta they gotta figure that out. I mean, I I think you should be at least allowed to go to the trade deadline, but it's the difference between player health and financial stability of the league, right? That's what the owners are on one side and the players are on another. If, if I hear your perspective, that's more of a player perspective. We should be able to leave whenever we want. This stuff could take off this pandemic. could go through a second, maybe hell a third wave, right? We don't know what's going to happen. If
1: you catch it, you should be allowed to opt out.
0: Well, see, if you catch it, you go on the COVID reserve list. Right. But you're expected to come back. back. Yeah.
1: But if you don't want to come back, because what if you start getting lung problems, stuff like that? Like, I mean, obviously you wouldn't come back. That brings up the question of,
0: can you come back? Like, what happens if you get on the COVID reserve list and then it wrecks your lungs? There's a player
1: for Indiana right now that has caught the COVID and it is affecting his lungs. He's in serious condition and they've had to cancel all practices, all that. I mean that's college football right there. But I mean, same thing could happen in the pros and one
0: high profile player loses the ability to play forever. Yeah. The season's done. I think, I think they call it
1: right. Or Uh, it's always going to be looked on. The commissioner's always going to get flack for it. There's going to be lawsuits. Yeah.
0: If they, they can say they feel like they had to play or they would lose their spot on the team. Mm -hmm. They could sue the NFL's junk off. Right. I don't know. I think, I really do think that if I was an NFL player right now, I would opt out solely based on the fact that how much money have I already made? Yeah. Like, if I've if I've gotten my one big contract at least.
1: And you know you're in for a few more years. like And you, I've got a couple years yeah.
0: left on it. Yeah, I might opt out, especially with a family. But yeah. let's say I've got a wife, maybe a girlfriend, no kid. I'm young. I'm on my rookie deal. Bet your sweet ass I'm going in that building. Yeah. I'm just going oh, to be yeah. careful. I'm going to wear a face mask. I'm going to use hand sanitizer, but I'm going to get that money. We're I'm also going, young
1: and dumb. Who cares? I'm
0: going to my job now, and I don't make anywhere near NFL money. Not
1: anywhere close. Well, that's because we still have to survive. <laughs> I know, but
0: you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm doing it now. Yeah. For less. Why would I not do it for more? Right. <laughs> okay, well.
1: Can we, we get the NFL opt-out at our jobs? Yeah.
0: Can we get a coronavirus opt-out at
1: work? Yeah, please. that should be a government thing. Come on, government. If our boss is listening... Hello,
0: boss. If our boss is listening, we should probably stop doing this. No. Well, if the boss is listening, be like, listen, hello, boss. Hello, boss. Pay us some money and send us home, see? Yeah. For some reason, when I talk to my boss, I turn into a 1920s gangster. Mm,
1: of put the wrath in his eyes. Yeah. What you talking about?
0: Why aren't we going A? You got coronavirus. I got coronavirus. I'm going home. I can't come to work. Thanks. Bye. Yeah. That's a terrible gangster. Terrible. This is the reason I don't do impressions that often.
1: Well, well, that's why I don't call you Ian the Impressionist. Is it time to do news? Yeah, let's do a little news. I don't have a whole lot, but I got some. So, today, this is college football. Okay. Go ahead. TCU's football coach is being accused of saying the N-word with a hard R. (laughs) A hard R.
0: (laughs) I'm going to guess that TCU's football coach is white? Yes. Okay, good. Yes,
1: he is very white. His name is Gary Patterson.
0: That is is like white model 3.4.
1: Straight off the boat from England.
0: Yeah. They print him off right with the Barbies.
1: So the players all got up, walked out. And now a lot of news is coming out about the program. What do you think should be done?
0: (sighs) Like what kind of uh, sanctions should be brought down or whatever? What kind of penalties?
1: Yeah, I don't know if it's necessarily sanctions because I don't know if the NCAA will step in. But the college itself should do something. I mean, whether it's firing the coach. How's the
0: coach? What's his record?
1: It's TCU.
0: So not good. I knew that. It's, It's average. Okay. I mean, he's not a huge recruiting coach. He's easily replaced. Yeah. I mean they, Texas Christian University usually does though, like as far as private schools, it's that one I mean, as far as Christian schools, it's that one in Baylor. Yeah. Yeah. It's the two ones in Texas, TCU and Baylor. That's where you want to go. Probably
1: lose about four games a year on average. Yeah, that's so,
0: that's really good. Yeah, that's
1: good. It's not great. I mean it's not you're not winning national championships. For being Texas
0: Christian University, it's really good, I think.
1: Yeah. So yeah, what do you think should be done?
0: I say you got to get rid of the coach. I do too. It's a great year for it too. Yeah. The year's lost. You're not going to lose boosters because you didn't do a lot in 2020. You've got a whole pandemic to blame.
1: Mm-hmm. So, And I, you got a hard R.
0: And yeah. Yeah. Does the R, I think the R seals it. Yeah. I think if it was with the A and he made maybe a joke, he might be able to pull it off. But
1: yeah, he apparently, from what I read, has been saying the words in the past. And today, a player called him out, and he said, I never called that person a." To... Oh.
0: He should not have... Oh, how stupid is he? Yeah. He repeated it to prove a point of not calling someone that, so he said it publicly Yep. to defend himself, saying he would not say that. Yep. Well, that's
1: fantastic. Yeah. Great job, guy. Yeah. So I, I vote for him losing his job. Yep. Sorry, Gary. We voted your job out. And Odell Beckham Jr. today doesn't think that the NFL should come back this season. Odell Beckham Jr. with another controversial take. Yeah. What a surprise. There's word that he may opt out, which I mean, he's a big name player. He's he's lost some respect, I guess, over the years. But why is the Wall Street Journal interviewing
0: a guy on the Cleveland Browns? Because they're looking for a story. Exactly. Why did? Because when he was in New York, they got what they wanted out of him. Yeah. So that's why I don't know. I think that Odo Beckham Jr.'s junior is right. If this was college if I don't think college football should go. I think college football makes money for the programs. I think the programs can suck it up. Mm-hmm. I think that those kids are still technically in school and their health should come first. Yeah. The NFL are employees. They work, they have a job. I think that everyone else is doing their job. So if you want to work for the NFL, you should still go. I think Odo Beckham Jr. is still thinking player first with a college mentality. I don't think he's ever stopped thinking that way. He got the paychecks but didn't want to change the perspective of it. So, I disagree. I think the NFL should play mm-hmm. because they're employees. They have jobs, and I think that the NFL has a right to try to do it. Every other league is doing it right now. If baseball cancels the season before the NFL can start their season, that is where I think you have to start looking into it. Yeah. But if the if baseball is still going in September, games start. That's it.
1: All right. And then last news, which will transition into our next subject. Dwayne The Rock Johnson has bought the NFL, the XFL. <laughs>
0: if Dwayne The Rock Johnson bought the NFL, I think that the SEC would have to
1: get involved
0: in that buy. Yeah, yeah.
1: No, no. He has bought the XFL along with Gary Cardinal's Redbird Capital. Yeah, some investment fund. But essentially,
0: yeah. Dwayne Johnson is the... This is the owner. He's the face of this. Yeah.
1: So it's coming back, it sounds like.
0: This is the best... This is 200% the best news the XFL could have gotten. Yeah. Hands down. I mean, you go from Vince McMahon.
1: Who has ruined it twice. Who's
0: ruined it twice. Who's an owner well-aligned with a president that does not have great approval ratings. And Vince McMahon politically aligned the XFL that way. Mm -hmm. Oh, our players are going to stand for the national anthem. Oh, no players who have committed crimes. Now I think The Rock can come in. New money comes in, and he can change a lot of those dumb rules. Like, yeah. oh, okay, if you've got any criminal history, you can't play in the XFL. Well, Matt, why don't we change that? Yeah. Why there's, don't we give? There's what, some what players about... out there that
1: need a second chance.
0: Yeah. Maybe, maybe do no felonies or something if you want. I don't know. Yeah. But there's players out there that need a second chance, and they'll be entertaining. And he has a chance that instead of, hopefully, The Rock, after all these years with WWE, he moved on from that. And he does these movies that always have people showing up. The rock has this power. I don't know who the hell his agent is. They must be a damn good agent. Yeah. This guy has like no misses movies that he comes out with that. I think personally don't look that good. Top the box office. People love
1: the rock. They love Jumanji.
0: And the rock is not the same type of controversial public figure. When The Rock comes on on Instagram, he's your friend. He's yeah. your buddy. Hey, everybody, The Rock.
1: He's he, a dad.
0: Yeah. I've been working out. Make sure you're working out. Here's my tequila brand. Here's how to make a nice drink. Here's a story of me signing this thing for a kid. Now go cry. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Vince McMahon was no public persona. I'll take you on. I'm a businessman, whatever. I think the XFL needs to position itself to be a spring league. They need yeah. to start the week after the Super Bowl. Yep. Pick up that momentum. Don't try to go during the season on a different day. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's just not worth it.
1: Yeah, nobody's going to watch it.
0: No. I mean, the ratings were there for the first week because everyone wanted to see what it was about. Mm -hmm. But I think as far as the rules go, you can keep a lot of the rules the same. You just got to put it on when people aren't already watching football.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's never going to compete well with the NFL. It's got to live on its own. So I think, like you're saying, spring football, keep it going right after the Super Bowl, keep the momentum going, make it go right up to where the draft starts happening. Uh, I think it would work great.
0: The Rock could sell advertisements for his own HBO show, Ballers. Yeah. (laughs) He did an HBO show where he pretended to be a former NFL player, and then he turns agent or he turns money manager. So that didn't really scratch the itch. So he just bought a whole league. Right. Didn't they buy it? What did they buy for, like, $15 million?
1: $15 million. which seems not like a lot. It's well, a lot, but... For a league that was in debt? That's true. That was out of money? Still, for some reason, I feel like it would have been more.
0: I just feel like at the end of the day, the people who were running um, the XFL before didn't have enough money to really keep it going the way they needed to. Yeah. And I feel like The Rock has enough friends that if he does it well enough, he has plenty of money. He has plenty of money. And he's already on some NBC sports lifting show, something like that. Okay, Some like Olympic show. Do you know what I'm talking about? No, I don't watch NBC because I'm not old, but right. um, he had he has this show that was on. I think it was last fall or last spring. Yeah. It was like, you know, a bunch of strong people come on. It looked like a mixture of lifting and fear factor. Like the challenges weren't fear factor based, but they were like extremely athletic things. Like maybe you jump out of a helicopter or something. I don't know. Yeah.
1: Okay. I'll check that out.
0: But he, yeah, but he has network exposure. He knows what he knows what to do and he knows what working on an NBC show is like, Yeah. he knows what it's like to go guest star on a Fox show. Uh, Smackdown was on Fox. So it's like he has that kind of relationship with the TV networks, even though now mostly he's a movie star where Mm -hmm. I think he can alter the product and help.
1: Yeah, I think no matter what the XFL will be entertaining because the Rock is in charge of it.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm I'm very excited that the Rock is taking over the yeah. XFL. And just think about 2021. I don't I don't know if they'll be able to come back for 2021 right away, but if they do manage to come back for 2021, they're going to definitely want to do a spring league. There's no way they're starting in a month. No, he just bought the damn thing. Yeah. It'll probably still be in litigation for 90 days.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think it'll definitely be at least next year before we see something, but
0: it, it might end up being 2022 and all yeah. reality. Yeah. But I mean, now the rock has a tequila brand. He has the best selling under armor brand, individual He's brand, the top
1: movie star in Hollywood.
0: I would venture to say that as far as celebrity brands go, I mean, he's really far down, but he can't be too far behind Jordan. No. I mean, but Jordan obviously has years of a head start in its way up there. But I think as far as like celebrity brands, rock under armor is climbing up there. Yeah. Um, I wonder if his tequila is any good.
1: We'll have to try a bottle. Hey, that's uh, for the next episode,
0: Mr. Rock, uh, Mr. Dwayne, the rock. If you're listening, please send us some of your tequila. 10 yeah. minute warning. Uh, if you DM us, we're sure to answer.
1: We will try and drink the whole bottle on the next episode.
0: Yeah, we'll try to drink the entire bottle during the next episode if you send it to us. Yeah, um, And it's very important that it's free.
1: And we'll only talk about the XFL. Yeah. Just for you.
0: Okay, that's not true. Yeah, it's not true. But All right, maybe for that episode we'll do half XFL. I don't want to make an unrealistic promise. Yeah. I can't start off my newfound relationship with The Rock on a lie.
1: That's true. Yeah. I'm sorry, <laughs> Rock.
0: I don't even know the name of his tequila. I don't think he's going to send it to us. Call it the Rock Tequila. I started thinking. I immediately thought of George Clooney's tequila, Casa Amigos. Casa Amigos. You want to know something funny about that? Tell me. George Clooney. We'll end on this. Okay. George Clooney was sitting around with a, a friend of his, one or two friends of his, and they liked tequila. But nobody made tequila exactly the way they wanted it. So, they started a tequila brand just for giggles, just because they wanted a tequila for themselves. It was going to be just for him and his friends. Then <laughs> Casa Amigo took off. Him and his friends were just sitting around. They made their own tequila because they wanted the taste. Then it got so popular, they sold it for a billion dollars. Holy crap! George Clooney fucked around and accidentally made a billion dollars. <laughs>
1: Why can't that happen to me?
0: I don't. You gotta have money to make money. I guess so. And to be fair, that is a good tequila. Can't wait for The Rock to send us his tequila and we'll compare it with Casa Amigos. Yeah,
1: side by side.
0: We've decided drunk by drunk. We're like we'll sell out immediately for free tequila. Yes,
1: yes. That can be our first sponsor. This episode brought to you by Tequila.
0: Maybe if we drink more tequila, we'll fuck around and make a billion (laughs) dollars.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We'll make some bourbon.
0: Well, is that all you got?
1: That's all I got. I'm Ian. I'm Harrison. And
0: we're out.